slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is safe and well. We have got a lot to discuss as the Islanders face the Boston Bruins tonight at the Coliseum. We've got a new announcement as to when fans will be welcomed back into the Coliseum for some games, and the one-year anniversary is upon us of the acquisition of J.G. Pajot. We've got all of that, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, all coming up on today's episode of Locked On Islanders. If there's something Islanders-related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to shoot us an email. The address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. The handle is at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am always, uh, or almost always, ch- uh, tweeting live during Islanders games, and you can uh, certainly get my on-the-spot insight and analysis. So the big announcement made uh, yesterday by the Islanders organization, and uh, here is what they had to say. Nassau Coliseum will reopen to Islanders season ticket members starting on March 18th, as permitted by state regulations. Attendance will be limited to 10% of capacity and all required safety protocols will be followed. On March 11th, 1,000 Northwell Health frontline staff will be guests of the Islanders to thank them for their heroic efforts this past year. Season ticket members will have priority for all Islanders home games this season. For information about season tickets, call 888-NY-ISLES. Thank you to the Nassau Coliseum staff and many others working hard so that Islander fans can attend games in the last season at the Coliseum. So that is the official release by the New York Islanders. And, you know, glad to hear, first of all, that on March 11th, they'll have 1,000 healthcare workers attending the game. That is a, a very generous gesture by the Islanders, and look, let's face it, it also allows the uh, staff at the Nassau Coliseum to work out the kinks of how to safely get everybody situated and, you know, how to keep everybody safe during a game, and it's a good reward for those healthcare workers who have done so much over the past year. Then, 
season ticket holders will have first crack at tickets if if there aren't enough season ticket holders who wish to attend a game, then tickets may be put on sale to the general public. But the good news is at least there will be some fans at the game. Now, if we're talking 10% capacity, we're talking about 1,300, 1,400 people at the game. It is certainly a far cry from a sold-out Nassau Coliseum, but, you know, to me, the important thing is this. The Nassau Coliseum, with the exception of three, four, five seasons that they were playing games in Barclays Center, the Nassau Coliseum has been the home of the Islanders since 1972. There is a great history and a strong emotional attachment between Islander fans and the old barn. And whether it's the uh, amazing noise that fans can make, the way the, the building kept the noise in and really was intimidating to opposing teams, uh, or whether you're talking about the fact that even though it was never the most fancy building in the National Hockey League, the Coliseum always had one of them. At the end of the day, the old barn is home for Islander fans, whether it's the tradition of tailgating before a game, which I don't think they're going to allow right now uh, when things come back, whether it's the honking of horns after an Islander's victory uh, as you're leaving the parking lot. All of these things are just part of the team's history and part of the team's lore and the idea that fans will have an opportunity to go back and to attend one, two, five, however many games that they will be able to see is just a very good thing. And let's face it also, you got to also know that getting some fans to see a game helps the, the bottom line for the Islanders, for the rest of the NHL. The salary cap, you know, is still going to take a hit because of the lost revenue this year. But now uh, that lost revenue starts to get reduced, not eliminated, but reduced. And that is a positive also for the short term and long term health of the Islanders and the National Hockey League. So there will be an opportunity for fans to attend these games, I think you'll see that even 1,200, 1,500, however many fans they're going to let into the building, you're going to hear uh, noise again. And I'll tell you, you know, the Penguins, for example, they've been piping in crowd noise. And ah, it's, it's I understand why they do it, but it's not the same. Even if it's 10% of capacity, and I'm sure that number will go up as things improve, but it's just heartwarming and encouraging to know that fans will be back in the building and we'll see, you know, maybe more than 10%, maybe significantly more can be in attendance by the time playoff hockey arrives, assuming that the Islanders do qualify for the playoffs. All right, the J.G. Pajot deal has now been one year since it took place. We'll talk about it, break it down, and uh, 
explain why it was a great deal for the New York Islanders. We've got a preview of tonight's game against the Bruins at the Coliseum and our Islanders birthday of the day, plus a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and yes, the NHL are all in full swing, and baseball is just around the corner. BetOnline even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you put $100 into your betonline.ag account, they'll put $50 more into your account absolutely free. Got to use that promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So it's been one year now since the New York Islanders acquired Jean-Gabriel Pajot from the Ottawa Senators, and yeah, they paid a lot to get Pajot, but at the end of the day, I think this trade really was worth it. Why? Well, first of all, the Islanders did not give up that much money and that many draft picks, really, for a rental player, because they were able to announce the signing of Jean-Gabriel Pajot to a new contract shortly after the trade was completed, and that changed the equation to a certain extent. It meant that instead of giving up all of that for just this year, they were getting a player who was going to be an Islander for the foreseeable future, and that was definitely a a major benefit. Now, last year, Pajot played in seven games during the regular season before the COVID pandemic shut down the rest of the year. And he had two goals, both of them coming right in his first game for the Islanders, which came against the Rangers. But after that quick start, and that happens so often with uh, players when they come to a new team, the adrenaline is running and they're excited and they want to prove to their teammates that they belong and how good they are and that they can contribute, etc., etc. Well, all of a sudden, Pajot got cold and people were like, oh, wow, what happened to the guy? Well... Comes playoff time, there is no way, plain and simple, no way that the New York Islanders reached the Eastern Conference Finals last year without the contributions of Jean-Gabriel Pajot. 22 playoff games for Pajot, 8 goals, 3 assists, 11 points. And, you know, in the playoffs, the fact that Pajot is so smart and so positionally sound in all three zones becomes even more important. And his knack for winning faceoffs becomes absolutely vital. And, you know, the Islanders don't make that long playoff run 
without the addition of Pajot. All season long last year, the third line was a major question mark. It wasn't producing enough offense, and it was inconsistent to say the least. And when you added Pajot, all of a sudden you had a center. Last year he had a career-high 26 goals in just 67 regular season games. And all of a sudden that third line, you had a player on there who could put the puck in the net, who was also great defensively, who could kill penalties different level of consistency to the Islanders' third line. This year, 18 games, 7 goals, and 11 points. Now, you know, you you figure it out, he's right on the same pace, roughly, that he was on last year, which was his career high in goals scored. And again, that happened in only 67 games. So, do I expect you know, a 25-goal season from Jean-Gabriel Pajot every year? No, not necessarily. I expect him to be somewhere between, let's say, 18 and 25 each year uh, if you had a full 82-game schedule. But at the same time, Jean-Gabriel Pajot adds experience. He is exactly, you know what? I'll, I'll even take it to the extreme. If Barry Trotz could have 18 Jean-Gabriel Pajos, or 12 if you just want forwards. He would love it because he's coachable, he's smart, and he plays great two-way hockey. He is a very, very good fit in the Islanders system and in the uh, Barry Trotz system. And uh, it's just been a great addition. Now, will those draft picks that the Islanders traded away eventually haunt the team or or affect the team, yeah, uh, they will. I mean, they had no first-round pick this year, no second-round pick this year as a result of the Pajot trade and a few others. But at the end of the day, uh, this team was in the Eastern Conference Final. They are capable, the way they are built and put together, of really getting a lot done and of making a long playoff run. Look, you look at this team, and yeah, we've talked about, yes, they need more goal scoring, and yes, they, uh, you know, are up against the cap, and they have a little bit of a lack of depth on defense, and all of that still, you know, issues for this team. But at the end of the day, here's the situation. Jean-Gabriel Pajot helps this Islander team to be in the position that they're in right now. And what is that position? This team is capable of beating anybody on any given night. And realistically, in a best-of-seven series, the Islanders, if they play their game and play to their potential, are capable of beating any team in a best-of-seven series. Won't be the favorites against all of them, but the reason that this team is a contender is, to a large extent, because of the contributions of Jean-Gabriel Pajot. They aren't as good a team without him. And to me, that is by far the biggest reason you can advocate for this trade being a smart one for the New York Islanders. Also, by the way, been a year now, roughly, since the acquisition of defenseman Andy Green. And Green, you know, added depth last year, and I think the Islanders would be lacking quality defensemen if they didn't have Green to fall back on right now. He's a third-pair defenseman 
this season, but he adds experience, and he's also been a good acquisition for the New York Islanders. And the other thing that goes overlooked, gets overlooked, and you sort of don't see it in the box score, how much has Andy Green helped Noah Dobson by being his partner and his teammate and showing him, hey, I've done this for 15, 20 years now, and this is what you need to do to be effective as a defenseman in the National Hockey League. So uh, trade deadline from last year, one year ago, and I think that the Islanders did a darn good job, and Lou Lamorello deserves a lot of credit for the additions that he made at the trade deadline to bolster the New York Islanders lineup and improve this team, and that helped them make that playoff run. We've got a lot more to discuss. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll have a look at tonight's game against the Bruins. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Islander fans, get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast wherever you get podcasts. So, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and, you know, this guy is an interesting little footnote in Islanders' history. We want to wish a very happy 28th birthday to former Islanders winger Alan Quine. Quine played for the Islanders in parts of the 2015-2016, 2016-2017, and 2017-2018 seasons. He's now with the Calgary Flames organization, uh, spending actually the first part of this year with the Bakersfield Condors of the AHL. But Quine scored some clutch goals for the Islanders, none more clutch than this one. We're going to go back to April 22nd, 2016, the opening round playoff series between the Islanders and the Florida Panthers, this one in Florida, and... The Islanders 
going up against the Panthers. Big game in this series with the series knotted at two apiece. Tomas Grice, the goalie for the Islanders. Roberto Luongo in goal for the Panthers. Islanders drew first blood in the first period. Franz Nielsen with his third of the playoffs from Thomas Hickey at 13-31, one to nothing Islanders. In the third period, however, the Panthers tie it early. Alexander Barkov, his second from Alexander Petrovich and Yaramir Yager, just a minute 59 in, and we head into overtime. In overtime, Calvin Dahan called for covering the puck in the crease, a penalty shot awarded to Alexander Barkov, but... Tomas Grice came up big, made the save. We go to a second overtime, and the Islanders get a power play when Derek McKenzie is called for slashing, and Alan Quine gets the game-winning double overtime goal, his first of the playoffs. Marek Zidlicki and Thomas and Thomas Hickey, excuse me, with the helpers at 16 minutes of the double overtime. That gave the Islanders a big 3-2 series lead. And they ended up clinching it in the next game, four games to two, when John Tavares scored the series clinching goal. But for Alan Quine, a magic moment for a player who, during that regular season, only played in two games for the Islanders, and he did score a goal in those two games. But that big playoff moment, a memorable one for Quine, for Quine, Islanders fans. So tonight... It's the Islanders hosting the very dangerous Boston Bruins. Bruins off their recent 7-3 win over the Philadelphia Flyers. That game was played uh, back on February 21st, so they have been off for a few days. They lost their two previous games before that, one to the Islanders 4-2 back on February 13th, and then to the Devils 3-2 on February 18th. So after a very, very hot start, the Bruins are struggling just a little bit, but make no mistake about it, this Boston team is outstanding. Uh, fourth in the league in goals against, but here's where it gets tough against the Boston Bruins. They are sixth in the league in power play percentage, 30% conversion, and second in the league on the penalty kill with an 87.7% success rate. So the Islanders, who have improved on the power play in recent games, will have their hands full trying to take advantage uh, of the Bruins' penalty killers because they are outstanding. Boston, of course, also featuring two very strong goaltenders. Tuka Rask is the starter for the Bruins, his backup, former Islanders netminder Yaroslav Halak. We'll take a quick look at the line combinations. The top line is dangerous. Patrice Bergeron centering Brad Marchand and David Pasternak. On the second line, you have Charlie Coyle centering Nick Ritchie and Craig Smith. Third line is Jack Studnicka centering for Anders Bjork and Jake DeBrusque, while the fourth line is Sean Curley centering Trent Frederick and Chris Wagner. On the blue line, again, no more Zidane Chara. Jeremy Lausen and Charlie McAvoy are the top pair. John Moore is coupled with Brandon Carlo on the second pairing. And then the third pairing is Connor Clifton and Euro uh, Vakanainen. 
So we'll see how the Islanders stack up with this Bruins team. The Islanders winning both of the first two meetings between these two teams. So right now, uh, maybe the Islanders are a little bit inside the head of the Boston Bruins. We'll see if the Bruins, uh, you know, how they come out, especially with the time that they have, you know, not been all that active uh, recently. David Krejci, day-to-day, we'll see if he's ready to return Matt Greslick also day-to-day, as is Jakub Zaboril, and Andre Casse is out of the lineup right now with injuries, so that'll be the decision coming up. We'll see if any of those players are able to return to the lineup for what is a deep, physical, and talented Boston Bruins team. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a full review of the game in Uh, against the Bruins, plus a preview of this weekend's action, and a whole lot more. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!